guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me. Dare I say your favorite podcast about all the books we read from the Book Talk universe and all the books that are suggested to us. I'm your co-host for today, Caitlin, and here with the lovely Hilda. Hi, everyone. And I do want to say this is my favorite podcast, but I'm also Without biased. a doubt. And it's not because I'm in it. <laughs> we regularly listen back and laugh at ourselves. At the same point that I laughed originally. So I feel like we're just funny gals. Now, you may notice a voice is missing today. That's not for bad reasons. It's for good reasons. Our lovely co-host, Bridget, has had her second baby today. Oh, not today, but recently. And is taking some time off to spend time with him and with her expanded family. So please join us in wishing her all the best. Please note that Hilda and I also chat with her regularly throughout the day. So we are not missing her as much as maybe you are. Absolutely. And we just want to confirm that her child is adorable and he has oh, the cutest so cheeks. cute. Oh, like I'm not lying. Already. I'm not lying just because she's my friend. Oh. He really is really cute. He is really cute and his big brother is so cute and he has like the little proudest face. Ugh, so cute. adorable. So, so, so yeah. cute. Oh, and Bridge is probably listening to this yeah. when we publish it. So hi, Bridge. We miss you. Hi, we miss you. It's our first book talk without you. Let's see how crazy it gets. <laughs> Well, I guess we don't have to worry about spoilers, though, right? No. <laughs> Although this did, have, this did have a weird name that I don't think we can pronounce. Oh, I wonder if it's the same <laughs> one you're thinking about. Because I was I literally so. reading it. I'm like, I it, this is if out of all the names and all the word smashes of name combinations put together, I think this is the one that I'm struggling with to be like, I, I can't even make a path which way to go down and commit to. So I'm just like, this name. You know what? I feel like there's actually two. Um, There's a whole thing. You know I have a tangent on names because there were some familiar ones that popped up already. I don't know if you remember. But if you're wondering, what are are we talking about today, guys? Today we are talking about Garden of Serpents, which is the third book in the Demon Queen Trials. Now, we've covered Woman 1 and 2 in previous podcasts, so if you don't want to be spoiled, listen maybe to 1 and 2 first or hang around for spoilers. We're happy to have you either way. So today we're covering book three and – I think we should just get into it. We said we're going to do a light recap and then we're just going to talk about our thoughts. Let's do it. So because you mentioned it, well, I guess I should give the readers, I always say readers, our dear listeners, I guess I should give the listeners a point of reference as to where we are in this book. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do it in five minutes or less, which may be a new book talk record. But we are met with our same cast of characters. So in the first three books, this is continued. First two books, this is a continuation of that same storyline. We have Rowan, who is competing to be the queen in Wouldn't You Know It, the Demon Queen Trials. So she is challenging. <laughs> <the> title. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. So she's competing against her former flame and former partner in crime a little bit, Orion, for the ruler of the Demon Kingdom, City of Thorns. Demon City, yeah. Yeah, Demon City, because I was like, Demon Kingdom, that seems like a real small kingdom. It's a city. It's just the one city they're trying to rule. And basically, uh, she literally throws down a gauntlet, which I found very literal and funny, to start off a, a trial. And so they're in short, there's two challenges. Only two, right? Well, because they were – so there's supposed to be one challenge, which is – she as the I don't know I can't think of the word. She as the challenger, the shadow scion is how they called it. Oh my god, I don't not intuitive at all. I want to talk about that too. So as the challenger, she gets to pick the first trial, and so they decide to conjure up a witch. 
And then the witch is supposed to be wearing a crown. And so they're supposed to capture the witch and steal the crown. And so that one, for a variety of reasons, ends up being a draw. And so then they go into challenge two, which is several days apart. I forgot what challenge two was supposed to be. Challenge two is where they have to sneak into the demon hunter headquarters, Mm -hmm. HQ, if you will, and swipe two books. Well, one book. They end up finding two that are relevant. Important. Right. So they have to swipe a book that talks about- The demon grimoire, which is- I didn't even attempt to say that out loud. (laughs) Which is supposed to have the spell that keeps the demons contained. Because if you remember from book two, Orion's goal is to release all the demons from the city so that they can have like free reign. And Rowan, the reason Rowan is challenging him is because, you know, she wants to protect the humans. You know, she thinks, yes, there are humans that deserve to die, i.e. the demon hunters. But for the most part, humans should live and the demons shouldn't hunt them. Right, because uh, Orion, in his pledge as a new king, said, you know what, we're going to unleash ourselves and go kill all the mortals, take back our world. And Rowan's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. These are not the same Puritan mortals that you grew up hating, and they deserve a chance. So it's really us mortal lives that hang in the balance of these two trials. Yeah. And so there's a new group of friends, I use the term loosely, that are helping Rowan train. So there's obviously Shy. Her best friend, the guy that she's dating, who's named Legion, which I guess is like a demon inside joke. And then the other guy who's named, his nickname is Cass, K-A-S. How are I have you no saying idea. this? I have no idea how to pronounce him. It's Cassiate? 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 C-K-A-S-Y-A-D-E. So for some reason in my brain, my brain just stuck with Cascade. Even though there's, there's there's no syllables in there that make that up, but I kept calling him Cass and then Cascade, which you again, know what that is actually a pretty good I feel like intuitive Cascade Cascade maybe the Y is silent why like I didn't get it luckily they call him Cass but I have no idea like I honestly was stuck I was like Cass. Cascade? I, I will say the demon na- names in this book were a bit harder than, say, the ancient Greek names that we had to deal with. <laughs> Maybe because we had some familiarity then from, you know, ancient history. But well, some of these I feel names like were a bit tough. Some of them were like, oh, yeah, that's a really, like, straightforward name. And then others were just like, what? Like, there was like Lydia. Lydia which, yeah. Lydia's perfectly The normal. one easy name we can both agree on. <laughs> but then you have... We can agree on Orion. That's an easy Again, name okay. to pronounce. But then you have, what was it, Nama? In this book? Random Nama. Well, not in this book, but just oh, okay. in the series. You have yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird mm-hmm. Nama. There are some other. It, I don't know where the name is. You had Mr. From. Esposito in his mortal form. Oh. And then you had his name. That I, again, this is what I word smashed in my brain because I, I could not, I don't know. So, hold on. I have to go look it up just so I can get eyes on the spelling to try and. I know it starts with an. It's here we go. It's Sabazios. It's S A B A Z I O S. And so when I kept seeing it, what was what is that French? Is it a dessert or a sauce? It's like Sauvignon, not Sauvignon, not like oh, that's like the wine I am familiar with. Yes, not like Sauvignon Blanc, but like S A M B Y O N. 
I'm not up on my French I as I should be. I think it's like some sauce. It's some culinary okay. thing. But yeah, I was like, what is this name? Sabazios makes perfect sense as I am I'm looking at it and I see it and I hear you say it. I'm like, that there's no other name that could be. For some reason, I my brain had just it was like subsebeus. As it sounded to me like asbestos, <laughs> like asbestos, Sabazio was asbestos in my head. Like I just also like Sabra the hummus. Yeah, no, I probably just, would have been a good starting point there. But again, my brain was just like, oh, it just not, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Then we had well to go on my name tangent, which you know I'm going to have early on. I don't know if you remember this, but there are some old familiars that popped up. We had I think a river. Name, oh man, hold on, let me go back to where I had tagged It's it. not Archeron, it's the Asheron, or something like we that. We had the Asheron River, which is obviously familiar to Archeron from mm-hmm. our Sarah J. Mass series. It, it was the name of her dragon in Throne of Glass, Abraxius. Oh, that was in here? Yeah, Abraxas. It looks over the Abraxas oh, courtyard. Yeah. Right. So we have, okay, again, my theory is that we have, someone has established the upper echelon of fantasy book names and everyone just pulls from that and inserts it into their own characters. <laughs> Earlier we had, I think it was Orion's dad or someone's dad's here was named Asriel. Is that the right book? Mm-hmm. That's this one. So we had an Asriel. Then we yeah, had we a Braxis Asriel, Courtyard. Uh-huh. Asriel, the father, is from Zodiac. Academy. Oh. All and right. then- you have Azriel, the Bat Boy from Akatar. The one true Azriel. Yeah, I won't. I'm not going to debate you because it's just Orion's dad, not, Ari- not Orion. Lance Orion have, is the one right, true. Lance Orion, Orion. not, not Lord Orion, of Lord of Chaos. I'm like, we don't even, I don't even know this man's last name. Okay. So we had Abraxas Courtyard. I guess it was the name of the courtyard. Then there was another name. Man, I really wish my highlights were working here. There was another popular name that was sort of referenced in the background and they were all together where I thought, okay, here we go. We're just, again, pulling from the same names. Um, don't know where my highlights are. Okay. Well, maybe that's the end of my very short-lived name tangent, but there were some familiars popped up in the background that I couldn't remember. Expect Abrexus is the one that really stood out to you. Really stood out to me. That's... I know. I really liked her dragon in Game of Thrones. Not Game of Thrones. <laughs> Throne of Class. Also had dragons. Um, yeah. From, um, what was her name? Da- Daenerys. No. Oh, I was talking about Manon, Manon. Oh, whose name I recently found out we say incorrectly also. It's. Oh, absolutely. Mana? No. Dang it. Forget it. This, this, Manon. Is, a, this is not I working think- out. I think Brit, listen with Brit, said that it's a French name. It is. So it's Manon. Manon. I thought it was like, what is it? The random god of money that's mentioned in the Bible, Manon. Oh. I think somewhere in the gospel. I see where I you know. went with that. Historical reference. So, um. Okay. So, so we should probably finish telling people what happens. We should. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> short-lived, <laughs> short-lived or long-lived, depending on how you felt about it. Name tangent. But go ahead, Hilda. Bring us home. So... The second trial, yes, you mentioned they're rescuing rescuing the Grimoire, which is supposed to release the city. Also, just want to backtrack here. The reason that Orion 
and Rowan got into a fight at the end of book two was because Orion, obviously, he wants to destroy all the humans because of his Puritan trauma. And so Rowan wants to defend the humans. And so whatever, that's why she challenges him for the crown. Within that like two week time period between Orion kicking her out and Rowan challenging him, he like comes to the realization that he really misses her. And so even though they had this huge fight about it, I feel like she convinced him pretty quickly that it's okay not to kill all the humans because they're not bad Puritans anymore. So you're shaking your head because you're like, I'm yes. shaking my head because I am also like, I, he, I don't think she laid out a very convincing argument. Agreed. It was cute, anecdotal. She's like, oh, you know, we have this person, a World War II hero, and you have this person who did something great. And here's three shining examples of mankind being decent people. He was like, eh. All right. Well, that seems like, I guess, a good enough reason to make You've him change his me. centuries long. It, it just felt too easy. I, and I felt it like did. that was kind of a, a running chapter of things that happened. We had these big buildups and then it was a very easy explanation as to what happened. Agreed. And- when we do get explanations, because I still don't understand where the gauntlet came from, but conveniently enough, the guy that Shy is dating, or I'm sorry, the demon that got Shy is dating, um, had easy access to it. So, and by gauntlet, we mean like an actual gauntlet, like a hand glove metal armor gauntlet that you again literally threw down in front of Orion was like I challenge you yeah and we didn't really Um, get too much into the symbolism or what happens after that it just seems like you throw this thing down and then that's it so for a city full of magic and demons and spells I felt like maybe there should have been a little more fanfare to that like a a big wind comes and wisps everyone up and something more than other than throwing down a dusty metal gauntlet Besides a weird clank, what what else happened? (laughs) Um, So when they go to steal the grimoire from the demon hunter's headquarters. The Malus Demorium? The Malleus Demorium, which is... (laughs) Which is it? Was it the Malleus Maleficarum? There was this. The there was in like the medieval times when they were obsessed with witches. There was this whole booklet, whole book that was written about how to like identify the witches and get rid of them. So, which is actually real history. Um, Sadly, again, the Puritans and their forefathers were assholes because they didn't believe in female empowerment. But that is a tough topic for another day. It's a tangent for another um, day. That is. We'll talk about that more closer to the elections. That's my. Well, that's how I fit it in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I guess they stole that idea and they came up with the Malleus, Demo, whatever. The Again, demon. these names are not, they don't roll off the tongue. Yeah. No. And there are no pronunciations. So we're playing fast and loose with how our brain first comes up with them. So when they are in that, in the demon place, they realize that they have been betrayed by someone. And so like the demon hunters knew that they were coming. I think there were like human cops there. Shy goes missing and Rowan and Orion get cornered and Orion ends up, I don't know, sacrificing himself so that Rowan can escape. Mm-hmm. But then she goes back for him really quickly and like rescues, rescues him. And so that seems to be a theme that's happening. And it happened in the first trial too, that whatever's happening in the trial, they're getting like sabotaged. Mm-hmm. Somehow someone keeps knowing all the information. Someone keeps knowing that whatever cards they're in their hand, someone knows exactly what it is. Uh, it's worth noting so too, there's several attempts, assassination attempts, life. I guess, really on Rowan's life, where the, the people that are around them as this person's being escorted out is saying, well, you, Orion, you put 
me up to this. You told me to do this. You told me not to stop you no matter what. And it's confusing because, of course, you have everyone in the Demon City saying you can't trust everyone. So we, the reader, are really thinking, is it Orion playing the long game because he really wants to win this? Or is it someone that's out to get them? Well, come to find out that there's someone out to get them. Also, another reveal, which I wasn't really expecting. So you know how Orion's constantly saying, I made a promise to Asher in the dungeon and I have to keep that promise. Big reveal. Asher is actually Orion's name. So he was talking about himself the entire time. I thought now, and this is sort of alluded to in books one and two, very loosely that there is something else Orion's holding back. We don't, we know Orion's not his real name. That's the name he goes by. We don't really get to find out until this. So it seems like, again, a loose buildup to this large story. And then we just find out that Asher is Orion. Orion is Asher. Yeah. From um, Ace Ventura, Leghorn. Ah, forget it. I missed it up. Yeah, I have no you know? idea. Ah, all right. I'm not um, going to bring it back up. We're edit that part out. I do want to say, though, we got a very important text from Bridget. Where she <laughs> just, just now. Said, <laughs> a frog just jumped on my foot. <laughs> and if you know that I've been plagued by frogs chanting away when I record, you What's know up that with this the frog tickled us. situation in Coral Springs. Why are you guys like reliving the 10 plagues? I, I don't know. <laughs> um. So, okay. So. Anyways, they're getting sabotaged. Well, I do want to talk about quickly there too. I guess, and we can come back to it maybe. Orion's big reveal. Orion is Uh Asher. Okay. Asher is Orion. And Uh, I thought it was going to be this large turning point where maybe he's got two split personalities. So you have bad Orion, call him Asher Orion, who is really telling people, go murder her no matter what I say. Don't listen to me. Um, You know, take her down. He's delivering all these clues to everyone to try and sabotage them. And then you have regular Orion, who is the Orion that Rowan has come to know and love. And so I thought maybe this is these dual sides of his brain. This is a big reveal, but it turns out it's less of a big reveal that he figures out in a dungeon as he's slowly drifting off to sleep. And then we never really talk about it again. Yeah, it just, it was strange. So Rowan and Orion's relationship, when she showed up and threw down the gauntlet, he basically was like, I've missed you. He's doing his best to be, I guess, romantic with her and doing like romantic overtures and trying to save her. But again, she doesn't really trust him. What else happens? So after they get sabotaged, at the Demon Hunter headquarters. I forget what happens. But essentially, she goes back to her shy's aunt's house she gets a call from shy shy was like i got arrested well this is that's the big part that happens so they come back they return with this book so their trial is sort of a draw they both win but orion as the winner says i want to rule with rowan rowan says i want to rule with him so it sounds like it's going to be good yes then there is some kind of court sexual coronation that needs to happen again not quite sure how or why but we'll, we'll read about it because they're and, Lilu. oh yeah the incubus and succubuses of the world that need to have sexual coordinations. Cool. So after this little tryst, Orion gets up early the next day. For some reason, Rowan follows him out into the large square where there's a loud group. Then you have Orion saying, she tricked me. I am the one true leader. She is a traitor to our kingdom. She tried to have me killed and she needs to be killed herself. So Rowan has to flee with the help of uh, Mr. Esposito. <laughs> Even now, I'm like, uh, Mr. Esposito, Mr. Asbestos, Sab, whatever his name is, that guy, to Shy's aunt's house, which is where she's hiding out. Now, Shy has been missing this entire time because we find out she's in jail, which yeah. seems really random. Which further reinforces that somebody's out to sabotage them. 
And so then, yes, Shy's in a relationship with Legion, and it's his friend Cass who's been helping to train Rowan. So the three of them have been like her Scooby gang, for lack of a better <laughs> That's a really term. great way to put it. And so, however, there is a traitor. We come to find out, I forget how Rowan comes to this realization, that Cass is the traitor. And so his power, he's a, he's a really strong demon, and so he can make himself look like other people. And so is- he's been impersonating Orion, mm-hmm. which is why he had that whole speech in the tower. And so he also took the real Orion captive. And right. is hiding him in the dungeon. The dungeons where Orion was held during his young formative years. Yeah. And the reason, so, just to recap quickly, the reason why they found out, again, excellent detective work here, is that they called Cass and said, hey, what's going on there? Oh, I have Orion in a dungeon. He's trying to kill you. I did the only thing I could. Let's call Legion. Hey, what's going on there? Orion's in the square and he's chanting like a lunatic. So clearly, for some reason, they make the logical explanation that Legion is correct and Cass is wrong. Didn't really seem like they solved the right mystery. I mean, they got it right, but it just felt like a, a little bit of a leap to make that assumption into yeah, you. Agreed. You're the right person. You're the wrong person. So well, that's how they end up in the dungeons. It, I guess also because Shy and Legion are hooking up, and Legion There's a little bit of that. Legion tells Shy like, "Yeah, Cass and I were like friends, and we believed in the cause, but like now you're it for me." I feel like he said something like that for her. I think his her. words were, "I'm I'm on your side now, baby." You're like, "What? Oh, okay." Maybe. <laughs> um. So Rowan plays along with Cass, and she's like, "Yes, I'm gonna go down to the dungeons to kill Orion because he's been trying to kill me." Really, she's going to free him Cass figures it out and so battle ensues and they both turn on their Lightbringer power right which is basically like a huge explosion but Rowan rigged it so that Shy and Legion could like create a shield around them to protect the city and the other demons and so they kill Cass and they end up naked because the explosion also removes her clothes and that's I don't know the fair point to end it there because there is a fair chunk of the book that continues there although that's where the main story ends but I did want to touch on something quickly here and then we can kind of chat through a couple more things so at the end cat there it's orion's light power so they don't even combine forces orion doesn't see the shield and just goes to decides to go full light bringer blows off his clothes and (laughs) burns a hole in the ground and the one sentence where we find out what happens to cast there's at least five sentences before this describing the light contained in the bubble and all it says cast disintegrated into nothing but ash and then we continue talking about like that that's it our main character just died in ash that's it he was just blown up it just seemed like we had this whole build up to this huge confrontation against our main antagonist and he just that's it it was just really easy to take down you didn't even need both of them you just needed one of them so yeah what's the purpose and of having both of them so that was actually it's i'm glad you brought that up because it was something i did want to talk about later so we can just talk about it now let's get into Um, it i feel like this series had a lot of potential because again Mm -hmm. i think the plot points they're really interesting but i agree just the execution of it especially the lack of explanation of the things that are going on is really frustrating and so you just kind of have to like take you know the author's word for it that what's happening makes sense in their world and that's like the way of things but it doesn't make any sense so like you don't understand it right you get a one sentence explanation and you you can't really question it or think deeper than what it is it just is now right before we recorded you told me something interesting 
which is the author, C.N. Crawford, is actually two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to, I don't know, what part of my Kindle, I think it's where it's trying to get me to leave a Goodreads review. C.N. Crawford is not one person, but two. We write our novels collaboratively, passing our laptops back and forth to edit each other's words. And so we have Christine and Nick. And I actually said this to you earlier. I was like, you know, there were times in this book when I felt like what was happening is something that like a man would write. And so I feel like that has confirmed my suspicions. I agree because at some points it just felt like, oh, this is a very thought out, well described chapter. I'm with all the information here. And then you get a very pared down explanation in the next one. So I'd love to know, like, do they switch off different character POVs? One writes for Rowan, one writes for Orion. Do they write for both? It it made more sense why it didn't make sense. (laughs) Normally we say make it make sense. This time it made sense that it didn't make sense because it's two different people and it just feels a little disjointed. It's possible for two different people to write the same book. Like, look at the Twisted Sisters. They do a really good job of, you know, combining their twisted minds into a really And they split up the character POVs. So one sister writes a certain set of characters, the other one writes the other. And I don't don't know what their their process is, but I just found it interesting. Also found it even more interesting that it's a man and woman duo that write these books. Yeah, I wonder if they're a couple, which would make sense if you get one last name. True, true. So um, I will say I did find the spicy scenes a little lacking, so I'm not sure which one of them wrote that, but maybe we need to up the the research a bit just i feel like they could experiment with each other if they are married the perp that's a perk i'm seeing of this dynamic writing duo um although i can't see how that would be a little limiting like oh what was that movie just did let me write that down i gotta remember it could be distracting okay so then whatever they get married happily ever after and then we have this weird epilogue chapter set 13 years later where they have a son and a son named I think she's Nico. pregnant. Have she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. And so then Nico goes missing. I didn't understand this chapter at all. So Nico goes missing. They go crazy looking for him, only to find out that Nico's demon power is manifesting and he can like walk through walls. And so he was just hiding. So the more bizarre part of this, we get a very intense breakfast situation where a pregnant Rowan is making these specific kind of eggs. Yes, apparently yes. are like demon delicacies. So she's making eggs. They can't find their son Nico because they're the king and queen. They have all the guards. Everyone's searching for him. They go crazy like any parent would. Luckily for them, they have an oracle they can call to just says, oh, yeah, Nico's missing. Okay, cool. Uh, Go talk to this person who happens to be the only other name in the book we can agree to pronounce right, Lydia. And her powers can solve this. So they're sitting on the thrones. Lydia, the countess or duchess of whatever she is in the demon queen. The house of Shalom. Yes. I only knew that because I'm literally in that part of the book. So she comes in. She's like, oh, you can't find Nico, huh? Well, you know what? I used to use this for my son. It worked all the time. And she literally cups her hands around her mouth and yells whatever her son's name is. Like, there's fig pudding. Come get some fig pudding. And Rowan's like, what the hell? What kind of display of powers is this? Especially since the Oracle just said, only this person can do it. So she said, all right, well, fig pudding was my kid's special treat. What is your kid like? So Rowan says, cotton candy. Nico, Nico, we have cotton candy for you. We don't want to miss out. Lo and behold, who pops arrive? It's little Nico looking for some cotton candy and upset that there is none. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. 
that's the crux of the chapter where he they figure out that he has some kind of ghosting powers that allows him to go through walls, windows, doors, floors, and doesn't quite explain why no one could find him. Like, is he just rapidly running through buildings and not a single soul could get eyes on him? Again, we established earlier that demons do not have good eyesight. <laughs> so maybe so what I didn't get was like, okay, so your kid has demon powers, which I think I would assume he would because, you know, dad's a demon, mom's a demon, makes sense. There would be a demon, but I didn't understand. And so then she ends with this whole, like... uh, It it was uh, bizarre. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I couldn't tell if we were setting up for another book in case there is another book, but we're going to end it nicely in case there's not another book. So it seemed like they were trying to leave the door open with, oh, we'll just see how Nico's powers... There's another series. Okay. Right. And so maybe... I, I don't know. I have not checked this out yet, but I don't know if maybe they've got another book planned where there's another series where we talk about the misadventures of Nico and his younger sibling. Uh, I don't know. It just sounded like a weird note to end on. Yeah. Because the, this is what she says. She has this whole, years ago, I was plagued by a terrible nightmare involving a little green-eyed, auburn-haired boy. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah Nico blah. is currently green-eyed, auburn-haired boy. Yeah. Reason stands. It's the same kid. Um, I'd seek out. Anyways, she was, the book starts with her having a nightmare about Orion unleashing the demons into the world. And so she sees like a mom and her little son get devoured. Um, But again, it was just a dream sequence. And so she's like, I'd love to say that as a parent, I lived in a world of bliss where my anxiety went away and everything was contentment. But I would never stop worrying about Nico or the baby or the baby in my tummy. Who says in my tummy? Um, I don't. And I had babies in my tummy. Right. Who constantly had the hiccups. There was no love without terror. The fear of loss. But these three demons were my world. And I would gladly carry that fear to live in their warm. So that's where the book ends. I don't. Like I don't I, get it. I don't it. know what the point of it was. <laughs> I don't. Because Rowan's like. Rowan was neurotic. Mm-hmm. as a person because of you know what happened with her mother and so she makes it a point also to fight for the humans to defend the humans because she grew up as a human essentially so i, I like i felt like this was trying to make a point that i don't like she's still gonna be neurotic but like she has love but like we never doubted that she was capable of love like i didn't get what this ending was trying to explain. I wonder if it's trying to touch on Orion being saved by love, but this was not from his perspective or his POV, so I don't yeah. understand why. And it really didn't involve <sighs> him. Sense. It involved their son. Which, okay, cool. You guys have been married 13 years, and you have one little boy and another child on the way. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. I liked it. I was like, okay, this is a cute, happy ending. We got a little glimpse of family life. They're living. This has worked out for them. But then it continues, and I'm not quite sure where where, where or why. Where or why did I need that? To what end? What purpose? So, like we said, I think there was definitely potential. But I just, I don't think the execution of it was very strong. And again, I just want to say, I probably could not have written this if I wanted to, because I'm not a writer. Um, absolutely no way i can do this but it just it just didn't make sense well i had optimistic hopes like every now and then you get a glimpse you're like "Ooh, okay this could be something good and then they would just kind of 
fizzle into like a one sentence resolution. Again, yeah. the main protagonist who's been thwarting us this entire time just dissolves. Yeah, that cleanly. And when Orion, you know, she's really worried that Orion is going to try to kill all the people. And then she's able to convince him with like, like you said, a speech about three humans that weren't Puritan assholes. So I, I will know. say I found that loving heavy handedness from Orion a bit much. It's like, oh, I love her. I would do anything for her. And you're like, oh, oh. OK, I, yes, get that. Yeah. How else do we say that another ten, nine nine different versions? Well, my whole thing was, okay, so in book one, get the sexual tension. I get, obviously, why they are in a fight because he does think that she is more Tana. And so I almost said Morgana. I, you know, I get it. I get it. Book two, though, I'm still stuck on, like, I don't understand this trip to hell. I still don't get it. I still didn't understand for a brief with, like, moment in time with the end when they're like, okay, we're going to go on our mission to rescue Orion. And they got to some gates of something. I'm like, are, are they going back to hell? Do we have to go back to Tammuz again? Like, I will be so mad if I got to sit through another weird oh Puritan God. hellscape. And so, oh, this is another thing. So in book two, we also find out that Tammuz is Orion's father. So what comes of that? Uh, you can't see me, but I'm throwing my hands up in the air saying, I don't like, know. So- He's like, I'm chaotic, so I made you both light bringers. Should he have made a cameo and said, oh, yeah, I made you both light bringers because I knew you would be soulmates and I wanted my son to be happy. Even if we would have gotten that, that would have made sense. But anyways, that's his father. No reason why we know. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you reminded me there's that prophecy in the dungeon cell with Orion's mom where we find out, I guess there's a prophecy, the light bringers will save us because they're blessed by Lucifer. The light bringer mm -hmm. will save us. They'll His save mom the writes, city. The light bringers, meaning two of them, will save the city. Yeah, which they did. I, I guess, but there's only one of them using their light bringer power. I, Maybe it's because one of them's got like, you know, the knowledge. I got the brains. You got the power. I, I don't know. Maybe he saved the city because he was really just trying to save her. And maybe she saved the city because she had the smarts to erect a barrier. Like a, yeah. A, I, a shield? I don't Do know. Do you need light bringer powers for that? I don't know. Yeah. So... I don't know if I would read another series by this duo. You know what? I'd like to Which say is harsh, no, but I think I might. <laughs> I don't know. Now I feel like there's so many plot points that I, I would just like a little bit more clarity. Well, will I like it? I don't know. I don't know. Again, it had so much potential. So much potential. So but much I feel like potential. If there was just, they had all these ideas, but didn't fully build them out. Had trouble wrapping them up a little bit. Yeah. But in trying to wrap them up, also created new ones. Yeah. So, so that didn't quite work out. But you want to touch back on the Shadow Scion. Oh, okay. So this goes back to having things introduced without any explanation. So I will admit that I kind of skimmed the beginning at first. Because, okay, so at the end of book two, Mr. Esposito, a.k.a. Sabasios, but we don't know that until later, gives her the book about the demon trials and how she can challenge for the throne. And that's basically, I think that's where book two ends. So yep. book three, she wakes up. She's staying at Shai's aunt's house because her aunt is like gallivanting through Europe. Also, I don't remember when we find out that Shy is like half demon. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't remember that either. I didn't remember that revelation in book two. I just remember in book one, she has money so she can go to the temple of 
Bale? Of Bale. Bale. B-A-A-L. Bale. Okay, I accept this. I couldn't couldn't think of it up. So in book one, I thought she had money, and that's how she could afford to go, because it's very expensive to stay at the university. Then in book two, we take our weird journey to hell, and Shy comes with, but can't really comes with, and ends up in like a, a, sea, a seaside cottage where she's it, just kind of hanging out so they get out of hell. And then suddenly comes back and she's got more powers. Yeah, so she was so that training. that was confusing. She was training to be a witch when she was at the University of, was it Belial? Whatever, the University of the City of Thorns. But anyways, we find out that Shy, at some point, Shy is part demon. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> why did I just say Orin? So Rowan is, whatever, hanging out at Shy's aunt's house. And so... They talk about the gauntlet, and she gets the gauntlet, again, from Legion very easily. Um, So she shows up at the City of Thorns, crashes the party that they're having. Were there, was there supposed to be, like, some Lilu ceremony? No, that was later. I don't remember. That was later, yeah. So she crashes the party, throws down the gauntlet. Orion accepts her challenge, and he immediately starts calling her the Shadow Scion. Where did this come from? I, I get it. Cool dame. But one, why does she need a title? Two, why is it a big deal that she's the Shadow Scion for these purposes? The Shadow Scion sounds like an underground mob, like a gang that you would like Batman would face. Like the, the, the Shadow Scion, the hand of the Shadow Scion, something like that. Not the one person who's challenging the one king. Like, yeah, just make them so- like the king challenger, something like that. Something more apparent with an explanation. So if you were to say, well, if the king is the sun, then this is the the opposite of that. So you would have a shadow. I, again, I, that weak explanation, no explanation. wasn't even there. Like, it's not a bad name, I think. But there's no. I think it describes There's the, no purpose. Yeah, there, there's no. Yeah, there's no purpose. Or if the king was called the scion and you have the shadow scion, so you yes. have a person who's in pretending to be the king or like challenging the king and then they will ascend to full scion. All right. I get that. Yeah. That, tracks. that was so really when I wanted to talk about it, I just wanted to complain about it. Yeah, I get that. Cause <laughs> because I also was like, oh, okay, we're calling her this. And then suddenly everyone's like, hello, shadow scion. You're like, what? <laughs> Who? Yeah. And so a lot of times because these ideas get introduced really without any explanation i always think i was like did i miss something but honestly like i'm too lazy to go back and check because i, I went back and check. i don't remember this happened okay no one keep harping on cass's death but i actually went back to check to be like that was it hold on and i remember that happened in before where something happened we had a one sentence explanation i had to go back to check to make sure did i skim over did i miss an important detail other than that person perished moving on oh, okay um, the other thing i feel like we got an explanation somewhat of why Orion hates snakes, but I can't remember what it was. Okay. We we did. So we learned that Orion has a snake tattoo. He's very freaked out with them. When he went to hell in book two, he was accosted by snakes. So we don't really know why. Uh, we come to find out that they used snakes on little Orion to make him confess that his mom, a highborn... Yes. Uh, was being treasonous and was a Lilu and basically in doing so he condemned her to death but they used snakes to torment him tortured out of him and I really yes. feel that I gave you more explanation than we got in the book I agree with you because yes. that was now basically I remember it. now I remember yes and so he feels guilty 
because, quote unquote, he killed his mother. But then Rowan's like, you were five years old. You didn't know any better. What were you supposed to do? Right. Anyways, so that's. And there's not, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to it than like, oh, they they put snakes on him and that freaked him out. He's Indiana Jones. He really hates snakes. I, I don't know. I feel like I see people, you know, like old-timey fear factors where they just stick their whole, like, head inside a box of spiders. Maybe if you described it like that, I would understand the fear. But I don't know. It just seemed seemed like, again, there's more meat left on that bone and we just – we didn't get to it. Agreed. So I really don't have anything else to add. But I would like to end on a positive note. So was there anything that you did like? Huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think back on my favorite parts. I like that his name is Orion. <laughs> I, I like that we even started he, there. Even if he is the dollar store version. I I liked that we had... I like r- that this all got wrapped up in three books. <laughs> yes. And I don't need to I read really the fourth feel like one. I'm struggling here because I, I want to say, well, I really like the character development that Rowan had. She went from this crazy meek neurotic person to a strong person coming into her own to say i am the queen and i deserve this because i am worthy of this title but she's still neurotic because i I know that's why i was like like, child goes missing if you look as a character arc is like a really really big strong rainbow this was maybe just more of like we didn't get too much height off the ground on this rainbow it was a very small arc as opposed to like an alien massive arc yeah. In Throne of Glass or Feyre Massive Arc. We we were just like a little a little beep boop. Not, not like... a whole arc. I liked the demonology of it. I liked that it was a fresh take. It wasn't so much fairies like the normal mm-hmm. stuff we read. So I, I appreciated that fresh look. Could have done with some more witches, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, could have done with more smut. Oh, yeah. I think if you would have mixed Orion with... Mm-hmm. Some Commander Rip. We could have really could have been on to something here. Yeah, especially since he's like an incubus. That was another thing. I don't feel for them being incubus and succubus and last of their kind. They did not have enough sex between them. And it wasn't as dynamic or as powerful as I would have thought it to be. And I'm not making it. I'm making, I don't know what I'm making it out to be, but when we're reading lines like, their power washed over me, like, that, that's, mm, that's like the PG version of maybe what I want to happen. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we can, we can go a little bit more into that, especially for being these crazy, powerful creatures. Exactly. That everybody hated. For that got reason. Rid of you got, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, what was so your that, positive note? Any other positive notes? Um, I said, we ended it in three books. They were there was all fairly. Orion. They were all fairly short. Um, there was someone named Orion. I, I think um, I would give a fourth book a try, only because I would I would like to see like to see where they planned on taking it. If there's a spinoff series, I don't know that I would touch on that. Um, what else? What else? No, uh, I think that's it. You know what? I did. Yeah. No. You know what? Book two really killed it for me. Mm, I have to agree. Because so book one, I thought book one was like, it was decent. I liked it enough, obviously, that I recommended it. Book two just, it's like a weird turn with the Puritans, right? Like, I think that's where it kind of lost me. Just the whole hell thing and like not understanding what's happening. Again, I feel like Tammuz had a really big role, but it didn't like, I feel like, yeah, like his scenes were cut. 
Like he was in the original <laughs> script, but like they edited him they out. Cut, it, cut out for time. Yeah. Something that um, we struggle with every episode. Exactly. Um, okay. So right, I would well, say that, so that that is, those are our thoughts on book three. There you have it. Book three, Garden of Serpents, Demon Queen Trials. Look, are we in the wrong? Did you love it more than us? Would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and let us know all your thoughts. Obviously, we're on Instagram at booktalkmademe underscore pod, where you can find us and check out our highlights. We've got some other fun things happening there, too. But let us know what you thought about this book, yay or nay. Put a poll up and you guys can let us know. Would you read another book by these authors? Also, a great question. Would you read another one? Okay. So So the last thing. Oh, here it is. I thought I misplaced this. So you guys surprised me this weekend um, by sending me this amazing Lance Orion candle. First of all, super cute. You guys can't see it, obviously, but Caitlin can over the video. And so, oh, no, it's stuck. I'll let it. This where we out. had, I think what Bridget and I were worried about, it's it's tough, tough to order a candle. You're not quite it sure is. how it's going to smell. I think that the smell was described as a dusk musk. Like, what? So the ingredients what would that smell be like? Are cinnamon, air. How do you get air? And dark musk. But it smells amazing. Like I love Lance it. Lance Orion would, huh? Yeah. If Lance Orion smelled like this, yeah, I'd be on him twenty four seven. I think um, he, even if he didn't smell like that, you would still be on him twenty four seven. Um. So you guys got it off of Etsy from. They're called three cubs candles and crafts um and so apparently they do other book and tv inspired candles and crafts and it's natural soy wax scented candles so i wanted to give them a shout out because one it smells amazing packaging was super cute and so i really liked it really appreciated so you guys should check them out awesome we'll make sure to pop them on an instagram story so you guys can check them out and give them some love we always love to show love to our fan art creators and anyone who's creating wonderful merch for us in the book talk world you guys do an amazing job at them frankly way more than i could do so we'll always try to give you a good shout out when we can so now we've got a nice lance orion man smelling candle for you too yeah it's delicious delicious Um, so before we leave wanted to kick off with some quick programming notes while we won't have bridget coming up for a couple episodes while she spends some time with her family we may have appearances here and there as she has a couple time to give us some thoughts We agreed that maybe she'll text us some thoughts for us to read on air. Even if it's frogs jumping on her foot. (laughs) Right. That was a live (laughs) update. Uh, To which said, uh, if she didn't need her foot, she would have cut it off. Which, (laughs) fair, fair reaction. I probably would have reacted the same when I was attacking my tree frogs in my backyard. But all this to say, we're giving Bridget some much needed time off. And we do have a wonderful guest host lined up who I have known their entire life. I'm so also, excited about this. super into all the books we have read and has read them on her own before she and I ever discussed it. And she's my sister. So she know we Woo-hoo. know she's coming from, from, good, from good stock. So we'll have my sister guest hosting for a couple episodes and then we will welcome Bridget back when she's back from maternity leave. But we wanted to share quickly where are we heading next? Which book we going to next? So finally. Okay, so really quickly, I do want to say though that we have been recording and posting out of order because our schedule got messed up. One, because people changed their release dates and then two, it takes a really long time to edit these episodes so Mm -hmm. we've run behind. Um, So even though we are recording this on 
July 5th. We're not posting this until July 19th because- Hello from the future. Hi, guys. Um, (laughs) But we are posting Wicked Beauty, which was book three, book four, and Dark Olympus, and I can't remember. It was book four in the Dark Olympus series. So that's posting 712. Book three. Um, Book three. We had Neon Gods, Electric Idols, Wicked Beauty. Yeah. So then this is this episode is posting 719, which means 726. We are going to get started on the series that I'm most excited about, which you hear is us talk about it almost every episode. What is it, Hilda? Zodiac Academy. Bear, 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 bear. Zodiac Academy. So now, so now when I talk about Lance and Ryan, I'm not being obnoxious. Um, it's going to deal with you know, the actual episode recaps. We're getting into this and we're going to be going through all the season seasons, <laughs> all the books, uh, because their last book in this installment, which has been eight books and six spinoff books, actually more than that, because I didn't even count the the Darkmore books with Rosalie. Oh, yeah. This is, like no, a, this is a massive investment when you're getting into Zodiac Academy. Yeah. But all the that world to say, of Solaria is- The world of Solaria, yes. Is well built out. It's well built out. It's fun. We reference it all the time. It's worth a read. So if you haven't read this yet, we're kind of coming to you from the future a little bit to give you advanced warning. But the final book in the original Zodiac Academy series comes out at the end of this month. End of this month, I wish. End of this this year year. in December. So we want to make sure we're fully prepped and have a really great understanding of Stellaria so we can dive into what this final book looks like. Obviously, when the time gets closer, we'll make our own predictions, what we think may happen. Maybe there's some unhinged theories. Maybe there's deaths we wish, like I'm looking at you, Lionel. And I will figure out how to get real bingo cards that you can get bingo across diagonally and not just <laughs> vertically or horizontally. <laughs> if, if you've seen our glow bingo cards in our story, you, you know what we're talking about? But you know what? Look, you got to start somewhere and it's continuous improvement, okay? Yeah, that was like A for effort, C for execution. Uh, a for beautifulness. It looked great. It was very, very pretty, very glowy. I liked it. It's on our Instagram story. You can figure it. You'll see what we're talking about when you go find it and follow us. But I think that's it for today, guys. So again, please make sure you're taking the time to leave us a review and rate us. We love hearing from you and we'll give you a shout out for the very next time that we have a review to thank you and show you some love. But for tonight, that's all she wrote in the Demon Queen Trials. Have a lovely, I don't know, evening, car ride, morning washing dishes, folding laundry, whatever you're doing. I hope we made your your journey a little bit more enjoyable. Adios. Bye, guys. Bye.